Welcome to the Two Geeks in a Microphone podcast, your one-stop shop for television, movie, video games, comic books, book reviews, and more. Now, without further ado, here's Stephen and Mike. Hey, welcome everybody to the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast. Very excited to have things happening today. Uh, I am your co-host, Mr. Stephen Boster, along with my illustrious co-host, Mr. Michael Shanks. Mike, say hey to everybody. Good morning to all you geeks out there in geekdom land. All right. Now, if you listen to our voices, we (laughs) have been under the weather. (laughs) <laughs> Excuse me, that cough was not planted, I, I swear <laughs> So we're going to be drinking a lot of water and stuff like we're going through in today um, So, uh, Mike, how are you feeling today? Okay, um, yeah, like you said, my voice isn't 100% there I've been coughing pretty much all week And um, yeah, I'm a little drained But other than that, I'm ready to talk some Boba Fett Right on, right on. Well, we've been, uh, yeah, we've been under the weather at my household. Um, and I've been coughing so much that uh, I've lost my voice and it's come back. So I got uh, somebody said, Stephen, you got this cool Barry White thing going on. <laughs> hey, maybe it'll get our ratings up. <laughs> uh, right. Hello, Mando. How are you doing today? <laughs> at least you get the cool Barry Weiss voice. I don't, I don't think I got anything cool going for my voice so ah, it's all right it's all good it's all good man all right well hey everybody we're here to talk about boba fett episode four and um i am enjoying the series and um so everybody here's what we do we normally go through where we'll be like hey we'll give our ratings and then um, try to do non-spoilery kind of stuff at the beginning, but but then we move into spoilery territory. So um, our spoilerific section, um, because that's really what we do. We just talk spoilers, talk through the episode and stuff. So we try to give fair warning and stuff a- uh, about that. So um, all right, so let's start off with kind of our overview uh, about it. And Mike, what uh, what are your thoughts on? On this one, I'll let you go first because you went first last time too. I think you're excited. <laughs> um, I, I should be really excited about this episode too. Uh, I I really like this episode a lot. Uh, one uh, one of the things that I had called on in one of our previous episodes happens in this episode, so I'm happy for okay. that. Um. Okay. Okay. Cool. We get some more set up in this one. Right. Which I think is cool. We we get probably the greatest scene so far in the Book of Bounty. Uh Book of Bounty. Book, Book of, of Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Holy We're cow. all under medication, everybody. Just hang <laughs> <world. laughs> yeah, Right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um excuse me. Uh, yeah, in my opinion, probably one of the best scenes we've had yet so far. Uh I, I won't. I won't talk about it yet because it's it's kind it's of spoilery. Spoiler. Yeah, it's spoilery. Okay. So all right, all right. Um, I did. I do have a couple complaints. Uh, 
and, and it has to do with the transocians. Um, okay. I, right. I just, I just want to ask Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau, where the heck are you? Where the heck are your heads? What are you not paying attention to Star Wars? Come on, come on, come on, guys. Oh, you get a little feisty. You get a little feisty. All right, I'm getting a little feisty. Um, okay. But other than that, I love this episode. I thought it was great. Fantastic. Okay. Good. What's your score? What's your score? Um. Oh shoot, I'm I'm a little afraid to give out what. <laughs> I'm going to give it four out of five slave ones. Okay. All right. All right. We did get a lot of slave one action in this one. I, I kind of excited about it. Um, and, um, <clears throat> okay. I, um, this episode was okay. It was not bad. I think there's a lot of hidden stuff in this episode. I think for fans, um, there were some good parts to it. Um, and you know, I, 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 um, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I guess in my brain, I've got this, this expectation and I probably shouldn't, but you know, it seems like each episode has been building and I loved episode three. Episode three was just incredible for me. And, um, and so I was kind of hoping to get the same kind of experience that it would just kick it up a notch. And, and while it was good, I'll give it four out of five slave ones. Um, uh, while it was good, I think it did a lot more setting up for our, how many episodes are in the series? I think seven, seven. Okay. I think it's setting up. I think we're seeing the last of the, the back to tank, um, flashbacks and now we're moving forward. And I think all of this episode is kind of like the, the middle linchpin of, of saying, okay, now we're transitioning and we're moving into the rest of what this story is current time right current time yeah wait i like how you said that yeah so i I, think where we're headed is we've done the past how did he get to where he was we've we've connected with where he was at mandalorian where we see in mandalorian right so anyway so all i was saying was that the transitioning from we've gone from how boba fett got to this point you know you know the whole sarlacc pit Tuscan Raiders. Now to this point, now this is the episode where we kind of get worth seeing the the events of Mandalorian kind of occur in you know in the background things, and then we come we come full forward and stuff. Yeah, which, I think we've gotten a good background on him. We've learned you know we've learned how he survived this the uh, Salic Pit. We've learned what he has been doing um, in the meantime. In the meantime. Right, with the fact that the Tuscan Raiders do end up taking him in and actually as part of his tribe. Um, and we we see how he's gotten to where he is today at this current moment with the Tuscan tribe being wiped out and, you know, essentially his only family, you know, um, getting wiped out. So we get his feelings at to this point. So... Yeah, I, I think they've done a good job at, at telling those stories. And at this point, now we just move forward. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think mm-hmm. we're done with the back to tank and we're done with the memories. Because, um, I mean, at this point, the only, kind, the only kind of memories we can have would be stuff from his youth, you know, which I, I don't see them doing at this point. I don't see that happening, especially with 
with one of the lines that we got in the beginning of this episode. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think they closed out that chapter. So, right. So I yeah. think we are moving forward. We are moving forward. Yes. So, hey, just a comment from last week that came to mind. You know, we talked about back to tank. And remember how the Gamorrean guard got hurt? And I thought it was really cool how Boba Fett was like, hey, get him to my back to tank. You know, that's cool leadership and stuff like that. But I got to thinking, wait a minute. You guys have to use the same, the mouthpiece. Gross. (laughs) Do you have like a switch out mouthpieces or something? Because, yuck. (laughs) That's a good point. I never thought of that. Right. Um, I'm going to assume they switch it out. (laughs) I only say that because I've got sleep apnea. So I've got one of those machines, you know. Right. Yeah. That's kind of what it looks like, too. Right. It does, doesn't it? That's what I thought. So, (laughs) you know, I love my wife. She has one, too. I love her, too. But I don't know if I want to switch switch masks back and forth. (laughs) Right. So so you wouldn't want to switch with a big pig? pig thing no you slobbers everywhere right <coughs> excuse me that's right so you can't help it he's got a big upper bite what <laughs> ah, that's pretty good that's a good one i like that he's got a big upper bite all right so hey everybody uh so we both gave four four out of five uh slave one ships um which i thought was apropos because he this is how he gets back his slave one ship which i was glad that we have this story because uh, oh, i wondered you- should we give the spoiler alert? Yes, spoilers. Spoiler territory, everybody. We're moving right. into spoilers. Let me move into... Yeah. Spoiler talk happening now. All right. So, yes. Uh, I I said what last episode, I think it was. Uh, I want to see the parking spot for the Slave One. Yes. And yes, I am calling it the Slave One. I don't care what Disney says. It is the Slave One. It's been Slave One for 40 years, and I will call it the Slave One. Um, did, you, did you know that the Slave One got its name from a, uh, uh, a contest that George Lucas had on set? So, oh, no, uh yeah, he he did a contest to name the ship um, through the the crew. Um, uh, I, I don't remember exactly how it all went, but um, yeah, he had some kind of contest, and they all submitted their ideas for the name of Boba oh, Fett's fun. ship. And somebody came up with the the idea of Slave One, and that's that's how it, it's named. Right. Um, also, yeah. another fun fact about the Slave One: the ship is actually modeled off of a uh um street lamp street lamp <laughs> George really? Lucas yeah George Lucas got his idea from a street lamp to uh create the look of the the slave one just like the uh Millennium Falcon <laughs> yeah there's a, there's a great story on how the Millennium Falcon he he came up with the idea at a burger joint and what? it's it's a burger with an olive on the side. <laughs> okay. All right. How interesting is that? Fun facts. <laughs> Slave one fun and Millennium facts. Falcon. Fun facts. So are those fun facts or those urban legends? Those sound like urban legends to me. No, those are fun facts. <laughs> those are facts. <laughs> okay. Okay. I've been studying Star Wars a long time. So yes, you have, by golly. Yes, you have. 
Those are all true. right. Well, let's um, let's talk about favorite stuff from the episode. So, um, slave one, part? slave one, slave one. Right on. <laughs> You know, I was really glad to see how they got, how we got the ship back, where it was. And it makes sense it was in Jabba's palace or in the hangar oh, yeah. because, you know, I thought, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool. Um, I will say I loved Fennec Shan's little device, mm-hmm. that that little thing that went through and mapped out the whole area. I'm like, that is oh. like the coolest Star Wars tech I have seen to date. Well, now, now that's that's a callback to episode one with uh, Maul. Darth Maul used a very similar little probe droid thing in 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 Phantom Menace also, which it's a cool scene. I, I love that. I don't remember that scene. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a T shirt with uh, with Darth Maul and him holding that little device too. His was a little bit bigger than what uh, Fennec Shan uses. Fennec Shan's was tiny, but his was uh, more palm sized, and hers is like you know. This is more thermal detonator size than, or or practice droid size rather than the right, yeah, yeah, like well, golf ball yeah. size. <laughs> yeah, his was a little bit more like the the practice droid that Luke is using on the Falcon. Um, <coughs> hey, let's right. let's bring up Brian's comment real quick. Hey, Brian, welcome. Good morning, Brian. Glad for, <coughs> glad you could Excuse join me. us, buddy. Um, so Brian commented. They had to design, change the design of the ship of the Falcon last minute because it originally looked too much like the ship on Space 1999. Yes, he is absolutely correct. Um, the uh, Falcon was originally supposed to be the Tantive IV. Um, it was supposed to look like the Tantive IV was, but they were afraid that it looked too much like the Eagle... Eagle One, I believe it's called on space on the television series Space 1999, which was uh-huh. uh, in in production, or well, it was airing at the time that George Lucas was developing Star Wars. Interesting. Um, so they changed the look of the Falcon. Now the funny thing is, they still ended up using that ship as the ten- Tanta Four, which is Princess Leia's ship. <laughs> oh, and honestly, I don't think they look that much i mean there's a similarity in the two but i don't i don't think i never thought they looked that close you know i'm a big fan of the uh uh the look of the eagle um ship uh, from from space 1999 by the way sorry i am tripping all over my words this morning (laughs) that's all right hey everybody we're dedicated motivated because we're like uh we we've we've gone for a year if you missed our last week's uh year episode year thing and we've been consistent and so i think this is the first time we've been like sick sick yeah i I agree with you in a Um, year we're both been down honestly this is first time in probably two years i've really been sick you know so um for us to be sick on the show that's that's (laughs) right <clears throat> and at the same time, isn't that crazy? Dude, you gave me a computer virus. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Computer virus. So, um, okay, so um, so we've talked about the hamburger and olive of the Millennium Falcon. We were talking <laughs> about the Santa's ship. Um, then, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we were talking about Slave One. 
and um, how they found it. We talked about the little, the little cool little uh, mapping sphere. You know what we didn't talk about? We didn't talk about the fact that, uh, okay, we see how Fennec Shan, how uh, Boba Fett saves her and takes her to the mod shop. Yes. To to get. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, And okay, so we, you and I just watched Emergency Awesome together. And Mm -hmm. Emergency Awesome said that he thinks that scene, um, with the mods and everything is a callback to uh, George Lucas's American graffiti, which if you're a fan of George Lucas, you know that he came out with American graffiti before star Wars. It was actually mm-hmm. a big hit. Um, I I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn here, but I think American graffiti kicked off happy days technically. Um, Cause if I remember right, Ron Howard was one of the stars of, of American graffiti. Yeah. So was Harrison Ford too. Right. Harrison Ford. Um, um, yeah, he was making, he was making the American graffiti reference to the, the bikes that, that they were. Right. See, and I disagree with him. I, I think that's more of the sixties mods versus rockers, which would, you know, call back to the who. And mm-hmm. I mean, not just mm-hmm. the who, but, uh, the who did their, uh, their album Quadrophenia, which was based on the right. idea of the mods, um, which was kind of a sixties, uh, uh, English subculture. Um, you know, you had the mods and the rockers and the mods all drove mopeds with all these mirrors on them. And if you look at their speeder bikes, they very much resemble the mods. So I thought it was referencing power Rangers. Just saying. No, yeah, I'm, there, I'm, there's, I'm teasing. There's been a lot of people say that too. Yeah, no, I mean, that's I, colors I, and and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I see. The colors and I I, I do not care for the colors on Tatooine. I think I think it's out of place. I don't get it. <coughs> but I like right. the mod shop. I thought the mod shop was kind of cool. Do you think that's a that's a new concept for Star Wars to a certain degree? Oh, definitely a new concept. Because um, I, I don't remember the only thing closest to it was you know okay Luke got a new hand you know rah, right well Luke know. got a new hand and you go back to Obi Wan Kenobi and I think it was Return of the Jedi when he's talking to Luke as a, as a ghost Force ghost and he says he's more machine than man oh yeah twisted and evil right so you know I, I think you got a culture here. You got a younger culture. Cause like he says, when, when Boba Fett walks in, aren't you a little old to be in here? You know? Um, oh, so okay. It's yeah, kind of like thought. the, yeah. the anti, the anti-culture, you know, they're going against what their, their uh, parents and grandparents believed. So they're so. just getting upgrades, not because they need them because they got a hand chopped off. No, because they enjoy it. <laughs> It's, it's more which, like tattoos right which later on we got to get to because that was one of my other favorite parts of this episode but we'll, we'll get to that so uh somebody losing an arm <laughs> but anyway no, this whole culture this modding culture um coming up you know with the young ones i was interesting um brian's brian's commenting everybody we're taking a look at it real quick 
He says, I'll, I'll post it. I think uh, I like to think that the mods speeder scooters were freshly stolen off the back of a transport that it was just nice. using, that was just using tattooing as a stopover. It's not That's a bad way to look at it, Brian. I like, <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. Because I still can't get over the colors on Tatooine. It just doesn't make sense to me. Right. It's not it would not be normal for Tatooine location that we no. that what we've come accustomed to. Um that's neat. I like that. I like I that mean, thought it's, process. It, it's almost like if you compare you compare the textures of houses in Florida to the textures of houses in the Midwest. Oh, <laughs> even even in Montana. Right. You got to yeah, see exactly. the architecture out here is so different than it is in in like Kansas City and St. Louis. Exactly. So, um yeah, cuz I remember when we went to Florida, we seen all the pastel colored houses and stuff and I'm like, you know, I love Florida, but I hate the color of the houses here. This just just drives me insane. That's funny. You know? But that's that's the culture there. That's, you know, that's their culture. And I, you know, I I don't know, I just have an issue with those colorful <laughs> speeder bikes it's it just kind of i liked it it was just different um it's kind of like this whole mods thing this the, you know the, they're you know modding themselves right i'm like okay this is new but i kind of like it i like to see where they go with this you know it was up, getting upgrades you know it's it's a weird thing um it, it, it's a weird thing the the mods but i, I i'm okay with it i i don't I don't think it looks too out of place. And I guess I read enough in the Marvel comics, you know, uh, Star Wars comics to, uh-huh. to look at this and go, oh, yeah, this would fit right in with the Marvel comic books. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's uh, Brian. <clears throat> in in those double suns, the colors are going to fade fast. Oh, that's, that's so true. true. <laughs> that's true. Not to mention the sandblasting they're going to take from taking those scooters will be as oh, muted as anything else on Tatooine. Those are so good points. I like that. Great points, so, Brian. So what you're saying, Brian, is about a, a month's time, those speeders are done. <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> okay. Then they look then they'll fit in on Tatooine. Okay, I'm I'm good with that. All right. Could you imagine at night? Say, Man, we're gonna have to put these, we're gonna have to get covers for these bikes or something. <laughs> They'd have to wax them every day. You ain't kidding. <laughs> I can't see them doing that on Tatooine. Anyway, no, they're too busy so, working for Boba Fett now. Um, and also the the guy in the mod shop. Um, I read somewhere that he's actually a music artist. Uh, we saw that on um, on Emergency Awesome too. He brought yeah, that up. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I'm okay. I'm not up on a lot of the current music, so. That's okay. He'd probably say the same thing to are you aren't you a little old to be in here? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so and from what I understand, the music that was playing is some of this guy's music too. So that's that was cool. kind of cool. That, that's pretty mm-hmm. neat. You know, um, you're gonna bring in a musician, why not use a little bit of his music? That's that's kind of, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. Right. Agreed. Uh so I will say um, I really enjoyed uh, I enjoyed that aspect of it because then we get to see how he helped Finnick Shan and um, Finnick. What's interesting? He recognized who she was. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I liked how they brought out. Oh, there's some explosions going on over there. You know, and so and did you talk. catch when the explosions go off? We hear just a hint 
of Dinjarin Steam. Yeah, the Mando theme. Yep, 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 yep. yep. I did. Just, I like that. Just a nice hint to remind you, this is all happening at the exact same time that Dinjarin <clears throat> is on the planet. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, I love that. Love yeah, it. yeah. I thought that was really good. So I, I thought it was interesting how you know he recognized who she was. He knew who she was, and that's why he saved her. You know what I mean? You, you are master assassin Fennec Shen. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have tomorrow's voice. <laughs> that's all right. That's okay. Look, I don't think we have anybody's voices right now. Okay. Just saying. Not even our own. Hey, right. Who are you? <laughs> right. Um, I will say that um, I, I I am enjoying Phoenix's character in this in this yes. series. I really am. Um, in this episode, what made this episode so different for me was it's not that there's a life debt situation. See, I thought that's what was going on before was kind of a life debt, you know, kind of a thing. Um, oh, you mean between was, Fennec and Boba? And Boba, right. But no, he let what I really liked about it, she's making the choice to be a part of this. Sure. Yeah. And I, I like that. I like that. That it's her choice. And that gave more here we go, gravitas to the character, I thought. Because you know, she she's making the choice to hang out to excuse me, to help, to be a part of this. And she doesn't have to because he, right. he's saying we're done. You've, you've helped me out. You've paid off, you know, kind of a thing. And boom. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll take you and drop you off wherever you want. Yeah. She goes, and I'll, I'll like, go along for the ride. Yeah, I think I'll stick around and see where, where are you going with all this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spenick Shan knows that, uh, you know, she knows a good thing when she sees it. <laughs> I think so. I I think it's a good affirmation of of what his plan is to be this new crime boss of how he's going to do crime. And I liked in this episode how they brought that up. He's saying, "Look, we got idiots who are always trying to get us killed." Yes, yes. I thought, "Whoa!" And so he's like, "No, there's a better way to do these." So, being someone who's been on the underside coming up, you know, as a bounty hunter working for these guys and seeing how things are done, he's like, "There's a better way to handle this kind of stuff." Right. And I'm like, "All right, I this I like this." And so then we get to see the whole meeting with the yes all, the crew. I, I don't know what else. The, you know, all these mob bosses or the fam- crime right. families of Masespa. So you, you know what feeling I got when this this scene came up? Uh-uh. I, I thought back to 1989 <clears throat> Batman, the Joker meeting with uh, all oh. the yeah all the crime bosses after after uh, he'd killed Boss Grissom. You know. Yes. Yes. So so if we can't if we can't get a if we can't make a deal, we'll just shake hands. And go about our ways. Really? You were waiting for that moment, weren't you? Really? <laughs> yes. We almost had really. that moment. Remember, because oh. they were like, what's to keep us from just killing you? Right. And then we had the Rancor claw come up. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. And then I, Boba Fett feeds him. <laughs> yep. So last episode, do you think this big battle, I'm sure there's going to be a big battle with the Pikes, the Pike Syndicate. You think we're going to see him riding on the Rancor? Oh, I I think 
by the final episode at some point, yeah, we're going to get him riding the Rancor. A a couple, couple wish (laughs) wishes I have for this up for this series. One, I I still want to see the Rancor eat somebody. (laughs) Right. We got to get, we got to get that moment. Uh Um, and now I want to see Boba Fett riding the Rancor since that, that idea has, has been introduced in my yeah. head. And uh, I want to see Bosk. And at some point, I would like to see Cad Bane. So those, those are some of my little wish lists for this, uh, this season. <laughs> I, don't know know, gonna, I don't know if we're going to get Cad Bane. But I don't know. It's, it's a tough call because... Well, anything can happen. I mean, obviously, but you remember at the end of this episode, the you know it's something like, you know, he's got credits. Oh no, no. Let's let's save that. Let's save All right. That. I'm just saying that may, that just ties in with Cad Bane, possibly. So uh, no, right, no, we'll no, save no. that. That ties in with somebody else, but we'll, uh, okay. we'll save all right. we'll save you that. You want to save that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I don't want to reveal that just yet. So all right. So yeah, I, I did want that that moment of Oh, we got a live one here. <laughs> Antoine got a little hotter around the collar. Right. <laughs> you ever heard of the healing power of laughter? <laughs> Sorry. Right on. Everybody, that's a reference to Batman 89. Mm-hmm. So classic, classic. Yep. I, I love the you Joker. Know. So, yeah. Yeah, that would have been a great, great moment. But I, I liked what we got. I thought it was really good. Um, so, okay. Well, no, wait, we'll, we'll get into the next moment. So we have that moment. Then mm-hmm. Boba Fett decides to go for a walk, ends up back at the cantina again, and we get black Crescenta. Crescenton. 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 One of these days, I'll get his name right. That's all right. Um, he's watching the Trandoshans. I loved it. <laughs> this was my second favorite part that I referenced earlier to say oh. this, this is my other favorite part. Yes. Oh my gosh. It was so cool when he just got angrier and angrier watching the Trandoshan. Now, why was he getting so angry at them? I think it's just the hatred between Wookiees and Trandoshans. They do not like each other. At all. So that's all. lore. They just that don't is, like each other. Yeah. They hate each other. Okay. And, and uh, you know, then we see the. I love his uh, his uh, brass knuckles. The knuckles, the brat, the electric oh, brass knuckles. Oh, I love those. That is like one of the coolest Star Wars weapons ever. Now, <laughs> yes, so awesome. And they're just, yo, I loved it. I love. Oh, it. thanks, Matt. All right, so Matt's with us. Matt, yeah, uh, they are Wookie hunters. Yep. Oh, thanks. Okay. Yeah, I, I, Trandoshans, like I said, Trandoshans and Wookiees hate each other. Uh, okay. They always have. That's, okay. that's huge Star Wars lore. So then then we get the moment of him ripping the arms. Uh, or yeah, an, an arm. Yeah, <laughs> I freaked, freaked out. out when I arms. love how they set it up. Um, Matt said, everybody, Matt says, I freaked out when the arms got ripped out. Um. I knew as I, soon as he got up, yeah, somebody's losing their arm. It was going to happen. Now here comes Jennifer Bill, uh, Bill's in her character, and who's trying to talk him down, Black <laughs> Santa down. And I was like, 
I was so excited. I was like, oh, we're going to see it. And then she comes in and she's, she's, she's sweet talking him. She's doing it. And she makes a good argument. She's, she's doing like, almost the uh, Black Widow to Hulk thing. Right, right. Sun's getting real low. <laughs> but it doesn't quite work. <laughs> no, I, I thought it was a great argument. She's sitting there saying, you know what? You've run up a big tab. Why don't we just mark that off the books? You right. know, kind of thing. I was like, okay, we're not going to get it. And then rip. <laughs> off goes the arm. Absolutely like, loved it. And I then I love how it. he paid the other girl. One of the girls in the bar, he just pays her. Right. Yeah, he grabs, he grabs tokens from... Or your poker chips from their table, and there you go. My bar tab's paid now. <laughs> yeah, bar tab paid. Thank uh, you very much. Awesome. I love. I it. would rather pay my bar tab and rip out his arms, right? Than get a free tab. But you know, <laughs> the Trandoshans—they'll grow. They grow their arms back, so they're they're lizards, and their appendages grow back. So, oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, awesome. yeah. okay. So it's not so, permanent no, damage. I, I'm I'm gonna get into I'm gonna get into my problem with the Trandoshans here. Okay. Hey everybody, hold on tight. Here we go. Trando hashtag Trandoshans cannot wear boots. <laughs> um, let's go back. Let's go back in the Wayback Machine to the Empire Strikes Back. When right. we see the bounty hunters all lined up on the Death Star Bridge. Uh-huh. And we see Bosk and the Imperial uh uh the the one the Imperial, Imperial officer looks, that was there turns and sees and there's the Well yeah, he makes there. he makes the comment uh uh bounty hunter scum, we don't need their kind. And then all of a sudden you hear Boss growl. And then you look. He looks up, and you see the toe of Bosk, and he's got like a three clawed foot. You know, mm-hmm. they don't wear boots. <laughs> okay, it drives me crazy. It's like, wait a minute. If you're gonna if you're gonna bring Bosk in, do not bring him in in boots because he doesn't wear boots. And and I'm sorry, Trandoshans couldn't wear boots. Okay. All so right. All that's right. that's my beef. I'm I was really upset with it. I'm like, come on, pay attention to details here. That's not what Trando. I've never seen him. I've never seen him portrayed that way in the comic books. Anyway, okay. Uh, Matt's got a question. Oh for you, yes, I do, Matt. Go ahead, put it up there. Okay. Do you, Mike? Do you know? Do I know the Doctor Who connection between Bosk and Doctor Who? Yes, I do, Matt. The the outfit that Bosk is wearing was an outfit that was actually used on the set of Doctor Who. Um, now I can't I can't huh. say what which Doctor and which season that I don't know um, for sure. I'm sure I've seen it because <laughs> right. I've seen most all Doctor Who, so. Yeah, I I've probably seen it. I just don't remember which doctor it was. So, yes, <laughs> great, great nerdy callback though. Love nerd. It. There's Matt Ambles yelling nerd, everybody, and he's as much of a nerd as I am because he knew it too. <laughs> yep. Just a real quick comment about this, everybody. We try to put the um, comments on the screen, the ones that, as we're talking through, but we try to 
verbalize them. And the reason so is because we also release these as our audio podcast as well. So, but if you're listening to the audio podcast, you can go check out our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and or our Twitch page. Well, Twitch only for a couple of weeks because Twitch only keeps them up for like 18 days or something right. like that. But and Facebook so, so you better- and uh, YouTube, you can watch them to your heart's content. Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting, everybody, we get more views on Facebook than we do on YouTube. Right. It's kind of fascinating. So if you go to YouTube, you don't see like two, three, 10, maybe 20 views kind of a thing. That's because most of them are on Facebook. <laughs> but if, if you do watch us on YouTube, make sure to like and follow and all, you know, all the all the normal Stuff. Normal stuff, the like and subscribe and notification bells. And notification bells. <coughs> Give that sure. bell a tickle. <laughs> That's right, by golly. All right, oh, so. We did yeah. forget something. We jumped over. Well, we're just talking about our favorite parts, though. We're not really yeah. walking through the episode well, today. Okay. Well, we, we did jump over a favorite part of mine. We jumped over. Okay, we jumped over Boba looking for his uh, armor and and destroying the Salic pit. <laughs> right. That was amazing. It looked amazing. I loved it. Oh my gosh. It was so cool looking. To, to I liked Slave One and then it tipped over. Tipped over. The Sarlacc tip. The Sarlacc pit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and looking down into the Sarlacc pit. That was a cool shot. That was scary. That was yeah. scary. And then here's this flashlight, like you're in a horror movie and you're looking <laughs> around with a flashlight. I was like, what? Yeah. The jump scare got Brenda on that one. Yeah, I knew it was coming. I was like, well, where's jump scares going to happen at some point? Wonder what it's going to be like, you know, kind of a thing. So, yeah, that was cool. That was a great scene. So we found out that the Selleck wasn't quite dead yet. And then he finished it off with the sonic boom, the sonic blast, whatever you want to call it. Oh, right. The seismic. Yeah. Yeah. The seismic it. charge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, love I love that. that. I love the sound of it. Every I time it pops. It's, you know, and with my surround sound system, it goes, it always sounds really good. So, yeah. Such a good, good scene. Loved it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. What does she say? What does Finnick say? Fire in the hole. So, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I loved it. I that love that part. Incredible. Oh, my gosh. So good. Now, we saw something on Emergency Awesome earlier where he made a comment about that Sarlacc pit becomes the crate dragon's home or something to that effect, or where I guess right. he eats the Sarlacc and then takes over that cave thing or whatever he's in. Well, the, the Sarlaccs create this cave system, which they kind of travel around, I guess. And so the crate dragon, now that the Sarlacc is dead, the crate dragon is now using that cave system that the Sarlacc cre- created. At least that's the way I take it. That's my interpretation. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, there's a there's another there's another connection point to Mandalorian. So now with all these connection points, um, what what are your thoughts about where we're headed? Uh, I'm going to the end of the episode thing because you oh, want to hold would... off on it, and I can't wait anymore. I want to have this discussion. All right. I want to hear right. your thoughts. I, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by your thoughts. Well, Fennec says, how much do we have in reserve? How much money do we have in reserve? And Boba's like, trust me, we have enough. We have so, plenty of credits. Mm-hmm. Meaning 
I'm rich. <laughs> right. You know, we have the whole Batman. Uh, so what's your superpower again? I'm rich. Right. Well, <laughs> that's the same way, you know. Right. He has he has all these cool gadgets, just like Batman. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the mm-hmm. force. Mm-hmm. And he's rich. So mm-hmm. Boba Fett is essentially Batman. <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. Right off the top of my head, by the way. Um, no, so yeah, he he assures her, yes, we have the money. And she says, and with money, we need to hire muscle. And then at that very moment, we get the Mandalorian theme music. Bam. Uh, Mando. They're okay. gonna hire Mando. You think Din Djarin's going to come? Well, they've already met with him. They've already got to know him. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good call. Good call. Yep. It, Why ooh. else would they play? And they played his music twice. So we we, we got the scene where, you know, uh, Fennec is recovering from the mod mm-hmm. surgery. And and then we see the, the flares go off. And we heard just a slight bit of Din Djarin's theme of Mando's theme. And then at the very end of the episode, when she says we need, we need to hire muscle. Then all of a sudden we hear the Mando's theme. So we get that whistle and yeah, yeah, I loved it. So yes, I think next episode Mando's shows up. That's, that's my prediction. Ah, very interesting. Episode five, five is next week. So I think maybe if we see him, maybe at the end of the episode, because we're still setting up for the Pike. Sure. The Pike syndicate battle, which come on. How cool is this going to be? Boba Fett against the Pikes. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to not only going to be Boba Fett, but it's going to be Boba. It's going to be Fennec Shan and it's going to be Mando. Mando. We're going to get all three of them fighting against the Pikes. So, you know, do you and think? Do you think we'll get some of the other the, the other Mandalorians? bounty hunters? I'm hoping. See, I'm hoping we get Bosk. Um, of course, I don't know where. I don't know whose side Bosk will be on. Yeah, uh, that could be interesting. Bosk could end up being yeah. on the Pike's side. And yeah, honestly, I don't care where Bosk falls. I don't care if he's on Boba Fett's side. I don't. You care just want to see him. I just want to see him. Yeah. <laughs> do you think we'll get? Um, Oh, what's her name? Uh, Bo-Katan. Uh, Bo-Katan. Um, I don't know. That's hard to say. I mean, yeah. it's possible. It's possible. Well, we got to see him at the end of the, you know, the last episode of the Mandalorian season two. Right. The, the whole crew, for lack of a right. better term, there's a whole group of them. It'd be kind of cool if we got to see all of them again. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be awesome. Um, I don't know. I don't know. And Matt just asked Darth Bane <laughs> or not Darth Bane, but Cad Bane. Cad Bane. I, I, I uh, would love Saint. to see, I cannot wait to see a live action Cad Bane. I, I, like I said, Cad Bane is on my wish list for this series. I want to mm-hmm. see Cad Bane. I just don't know if they've really set him up yet. I'm, I'm not sure it's happening. I want it to happen though. Yes. Oh my gosh! To get that big brimmed hat and the, oh, I love his look. He he is one of the coolest looking bounty hunters in the Star Wars galaxy. Right? Yeah, 
Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yep we'll yep. see. I, I just don't know. I don't know if the mm. setup's quite there for Cad Bane. Cad Bane yet? Yeah. Not yet. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say that he couldn't come in on the season finale, though. Mm-hmm. When to, um, my brain went to Cad Bane, then it went to uh, Thrawn. Because we're going to get live action Thrawn, we know. That's an Ahsoka series, right? Yes. Yes. When is do we know when that is? Is that this year or next year? I don't I think it's this year, but I don't know if we've gotten a date yet. So okay. we'll have to wait and see. Have to wait yeah. and see. Again, I'm pumped for that actor that who's gonna play him. Um, um Lars. Uh, Lars Nicholson. Nicholson. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. I I'm excited to see that because um I, again I just loved him in Sherlock. When he was in Sherlock and played that guy, I was like, oh, yeah, he's he's going to make a great Thrawn. And he's been doing the voice of Thrawn, right? Yes. He did yes. the voice of Thrawn. So, yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. So, Matt great. says after, it's coming after Obi-Wan. Oh, uh, okay. Which I don't think we're getting Obi-Wan until the fall. I, I don't know. I don't know. And then the question is, when, when does uh, season three of... Mando, I think that's is that Christmas time? When we get to see <clears throat> all I know, I'm uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot of great Disney Plus stuff coming. <coughs> well, yeah, and then uh on the Marvel side of Disney Plus, uh I'm looking forward to Moon Knight. Moon Knight looks great. I'm geeking out about Oh, that. that's all a right. good call. Oh, See what Matt said? Calling Obi-Wan on May 4th. (laughs) Okay. Mark Matt's words. Mark said it here first on uh, Two Geeks in a Microphone Show. That's, I don't know, that that could be a good call. I like that idea. That would be a great May the 4th gift. (laughs) Right. Obi-Wan. That would be good. That would be good. So, yes, 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 yes. So, all right, but back to Star Wars. Back to Star. Wars. Well, I mean, but back to our episode on Boba Fett. Boba Fett. So, anything oh, else you really, really liked in this episode? Well, like I said, uh, my my highlights from this episode was, of course, Slave One, uh-huh. Slave One, and Slave One. <laughs> right, 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 right. right <laughs> and then right. I I love the Black Chris 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 Santon Chris Santon. I love his appearance. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, I can't wait to see him because you know he's going to be part of the crew for the battle. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, he was already there standing behind right. the, the table with all the crime lords and everything. That's right. Which he looked fantastic. Man, I love. I want a freaking action figure of him. <laughs> right. I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure it's coming. You know, that'd be good. All right. What else? What else did you like? Um, and I like the mods. I thought it was uh, interesting. I, I liked the scene uh, exactly what happened with Fennec Shan, you know, because I remember when we got that scene in in uh, Mandalorian when she kind of shows the the mechanics and stuff, and you're like, what mm-hmm. what happened there? You know, we found out. Yeah. So so we got the behind the story with that. I thought that was kind of cool. I enjoyed that. Um, right. But again, my big thing was Slave One. <laughs> right on. I can't say it enough. I mean, the scenes with Slave One look beautiful. 
seeing that ship. Mm-hmm. I love that ship. Um, that and the well, Millennium Falcon are my two favorite ships from all Star Wars. So I, I will say one of my favorite scenes of this episode was when he came down on those bikers. Oh, oh my God. Slave one just flying down and just. Oh, yeah, yeah. We forgot. We Yeah, we completely forgot about that. So to me, that was the scene. That was the best scene of this whole of this episode. episode? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Watching him fly in and just take out the, the bikers. Oh my right. gosh. <laughs> yeah, Matt, you're funny. <laughs> Matt, Matt is what is the slave one you speak of? Oh, he's he's goating you. He's goating you. It's the real goating, name of the me. ship. The fire spray is just the make of the ship that Boba Fett uh pilots. And that would just be like calling the Millennium Falcon a YT, I forget, YT something freighter, which no one would ever do. Uh, Yeah, I'm not going to get into, you're not going to get me, Matt. I'm not going to get into it. I just don't like the fact that Disney has taken away the Slave One name and I refuse to call it anything else. It is a Slave One. Well, I think it's our own headcanon. Remember, uh, this is original headcanon. This is what it was called. I was continuing with it. No big deal. Yeah, well, yep, it's a slave one. Uh, so, every, everything I've ever bought with it on it has slave. It says slave one, so it's slave one. Right, right. Instead of Boba Fett's Boba Fett ship, <laughs> and which Matt ship is <laughs> right? Matt says he agrees. Uh, <laughs> so all right so best scene you like the whole scene where the slave one's coming down on the blowing up the guys on the bikes yes definitely that man that scene is worth the price of admission right there <laughs> yeah so just seeing the slave one and in, in all its glory flying down using the lasers and yeah and just taking out those nicto bikes bikers i absolutely loved it mm-hmm. here's um, I what did, i think i did also like the scene with him and fennec shand with the campfire and just the slave one in the background it was just a beautiful beautiful scene nice here's the thing I, the aspect of him shooting the guys on the bikes the speeder bikes and stuff um here here's my thoughts about that um, it shows he can be ruthless. It's Boba Fett. It's Boba Fett. And yep. I was glad we saw it that if, when the time comes and he needs to be ruthless or really that was revenge. I mean, that yeah. was total revenge. Um, and you know, we, you know, as, as viewers of the show, we got, for me personally, I got connected with the story of the Tuscan Raiders. Oh my goodness. You soften the Tuscan Raiders. I like the Tuscan Raiders. Now we kind of talked about that last week. And, um, I will say that this week there was something satisfying. Satisfying. <laughs> they're getting their comeuppance. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. I totally agree. That was a very satisfying scene. Yes. Totally agree. hundred percent. In all openness, I think there's something within us that seeks justice. We have justice yes. when, you know, to see things right. And um, whether or not, you know, how we may determine what justice may or may not be or whatever. It was still good to see them get their comeuppance for what they did. Oh, uh, Matt. Matt says it was his Boba Fett, you know, Anakin moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of. Yeah. 
I can see that. I can I see guess, what you mean by that. I guess so. I mean, I Anakin killed all the Tuscans in that particular tribe. Um, and I get it. I get why he did it. Cause you know, they, they tortured and killed his mother. You know, it was that, that's a tough scene. That is a really, really tough scene when he comes back to Padme and says, I killed them all. The women, the children, I hate them. They're animals. Right. You know, it, it's a tough scene. Um, so I, I totally get it. And, but I don't know. There was something about this scene that was just a little more satisfying. And I think it's because with that scene, uh, you were seeing Anakin turn into Vader at that point. Mm. That your is his hero point. is becoming dark. You're yes, seeing the your fall of your hero. Dark. And that was a struggle. And, and not to say that he didn't have a good reason for that. I think he did. It's just, there's a difference in his mentality and Boba Fett's mentality. I think um, here your hero had a tragedy and you're seeing him get the vengeance of that tragedy. Right. Oh man. We're going back to empire strikes back with Obi-Wan Kenobi. The, the greatest star Wars movie of all time. Right. Yeah. 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 If people, if people can listen to us argue on our top five, <laughs> our top five star Wars movies and stuff and us argue about that. But what does he say from a certain point of view? That whole perspective, you know, and I think that's what we're having here. The perspective of Anakin was the perspective of here's my hero who is falling. But here is it's my hero who is getting vengeance for justice that was done against right. him. In other right. words, we're seeing the revenge of Boba Fett versus a taking of revenge by Anakin. Anakin's was dark. Listen to me. Listen to me try to justify why I like this so much more. And I felt I felt certain about his satisfaction. You're trying to justify a killing. <laughs> oh Lord help and me. And ultimately so they are they are kind of the same, you know. But yeah, I think the motives are different. I think I think the motives are a lot different. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think you have uh Anakin is descending into darkness where <laughs> in a way Boba Fett is <coughs> ascending to lightness. <laughs> no, I don't know. He's already dark. He was already dark. But he see, was already ruthless. Boba's nowhere near as dark in this series as, as any of us ever imagined him to be. We, yeah. We, we all imagined him as the fearless, the greatest bounty hunter, you know, the man with no fear, you know, mm -hmm. that, that type of thing. Um, you know, he's, he's the one who stood up to Darth Vader. That's that's one of the legends of Boba Fett, you know, that, that makes him fearless is that he stood up to Darth Vader and nobody else would do that. Um, so but we're seeing a different Boba Fett here. You know, he's talking about not ruling out of fear, but ruling out of respect. Mm -hmm. um, there, there's a different attitude to him. So I, I, I think the motive's different. But no, that was a good that was a good thing to bring up. That was really good. I like that. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. Made me think. Mm, <laughs> made me try to justify why I liked one over the other. <laughs> now that killing was okay. That other killing that was Anakin's killing was not okay. But this okay was a killing. But no, they are similar. Good call. Yeah. Gummy, Matt. Is... Now I got to think about that all day long. 
Well, that, that that's almost like one that Aaron would have brought up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Our friend uh, Aaron McCoy from Geek with the Bible. That's a good philosophical statement right there. Right. Wah, exactly. wah. Okay. All right. He, he, let me ask you something. This is something that has come to me after the episode. Remember the first episode where Boba Fett and Finnick are surrounded by the street assassins um, and they've got those shields and stuff and all that. Oh my gosh. Are you going to ask what I think you're going to ask? Well, you know, we, we went back to the Sarlacc pit. My brain went back to, well, how did he get in the Sarlacc pit? And that was because Han Solo hit his jet pack. And I'm like, <laughs> well, wait a minute. Why didn't he just use his jet pack right. on the street? <laughs> kind of a thing. So sorry. That's where my brain went. Uh, did you see a meme with that on it? Cause I no. saw a meme. I saw a meme earlier this week with that on it. Oh, did went, you? I went, huh? Yeah, I didn't think about that when it was happening. <laughs> That's funny. My only thought is Fennec Shan doesn't have one. Oh, and he's, he's staying by her side. Good call. Right. Okay, he's I not, like that. He's not going to leave Fennec Shan behind. Right. You know, that's that's not who he is. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's my only way I can reason with. <laughs> I figured he would just use the jetpack to jump out of the circle and then start fighting. But well, yeah, that would make sense. I agree. But the only way I can justify it in my head is no, he's going to stay by Phoenix Shanton's side. Yeah, that's that's the only way I can t- justify it. Well, that's kind of like in the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Oh, um, I like what Matt just said too. Here, oh, what do you say? He's also a fighter. He doesn't run. Yeah, well, I wasn't gonna say he was gonna run. I just figured he would. He would probably. You figured he'd fly up and then he'd just start taking them out. Yeah, which yeah. I think that would make sense too. That would work too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw a meme earlier this week on on Facebook, and I was like, "Oh, dang it!" <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I hate That's it when funny. logic gets in the way. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and it okay. actually makes sense. Sorry for bringing it up. Sorry, not really. I no, that's, no, that's a great point. It was, it was funny. I liked it. You know. So, well, I'm going to um, justify it in my head. Like Matt says, he's a fighter. He doesn't run, and he's not going to run. He's he's not going to leave Fennec Shan, Shan behind. The, yeah. So mm-hmm. those are my justifications. It's the only other thing mm-hmm. I can come up with. <laughs> Agreed. Other like than that, it. ask <laughs> or <Right>. Favreau. <laughs> right. Because I think Favreau wrote the episode, so. Well, that speaks to what what uh, I got to say it again. You know these little moments and stuff, but that speaks to the whole thing with zippers on costumes. That Paul Bateman brought that up, which I loved. Well, and, and would you rather see Boba Fett fight, or would you rather see him just, you know, cheat and fly out up in the sky? I mean, at right. the end of the day, we want to fight. So yeah, good call. Yeah. Good call. Good call. I like that. So it's all what looks better on screen. <laughs> yeah, it's much more betterer. It's much more better. <laughs> we got it in. We got it in. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> there we go. Well, hey everybody, we are. Uh, we just finished talking about the the latest episode of Book of Boba Fett, episode number four. Um, you enjoyed it. It was good. Um, I didn't like it as much as three episode three, but I also understand we're transitioning into now present day. Well, when we say present day, present day in the story, 
Um, no more flashbacks and moving on with who he is in his adventures and all. That's how I view this whole book of Boba Fett or the adventures of Boba Fett. And um, are you going to miss I'm, the fast flashbacks? Mm-mm. Mm. No, I'm going to miss thought, it a little bit. Just are you? Yeah, I, I enjoyed that aspect. I enjoyed the back and forth scene. Uh, what had happened before versus what's happening now. I, I, mm-hmm. I like that, but um, some of the books I've read do that too. And I enjoy that. Um, and I know a lot of people that read the books. They don't, they don't like the whole jumping back and forth thing. Um, Cause they say it gets confusing, but uh, I, I think mm-hmm. if there's a, a good transition between the two, which mm-hmm. I think they did a great transition in this series with the whole back to tank and everything. I thought it was great. Yeah, it I, worked. I, it, it worked was, for me personally. Yeah, it was a terrific vehicle for delivering that that type of um, story. Mm-hmm. Um. So Matt oh, said, true. Matt says no flashbacks. They are done. <laughs> no and, more tank. He is healed. They did they make that comment that he's healed? And I thought yeah. that was the thing to say. Hey, no more flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved when uh, Fennec goes. What about the what what about the uh, uh, scars on the inside <laughs> thought that was a good good line sarlik yeah. soup there goes the spoiler <laughs> whoops sorry that's in the that's i did put that in the description wah, wah. <laughs> uh, well gerald um yeah that was gerald commenting there and uh sorry joe <laughs> that's all i, I guess i need to edit that that's all i got to say <laughs> about that that's all I got to say about that. All right. Well, it's been a great episode. Oh, wait a minute. Um, wait a minute. Now, the episode came out Wednesday. It's Saturday. So um, you've had plenty of time to watch it. Right. Stop give crying. you three days. Stop whining. <laughs> I don't do a good Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. So stop whining. It's not Automa. It's not <laughs> Automa. Yeah. <laughs> I love anyway. Arnold. That's funny. Back All right. to the chopper. <laughs> All right. We're not going into Arnold movies. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Well, with that said, everybody, um, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it's been, it's been uh, a good discussion on the latest episode of Boba Fett. I'm looking forward to the rest of the series. I'm enjoying the series. I'm liking it a lot, a lot, a lot, like a lot. and uh, and so uh, it should be uh, it should be really interesting to see where we go from here. And um, so yeah, um, like I said, I want to see uh, I want to see Bosk Bosk with no boots. I want to see him in his full three toed glory. I think it's three toes. Um, I, I, I think you're I right. See- I want to see uh, I want to see the Mando come into this, which I'm pretty sure we're going to get next week at some point. Um, I would love to see Cad Bane come into this. I'm just not convinced it's going to happen yet. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But mm-hmm. yep, mm-hmm. that's that's all I got to say about that. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, looking forward to uh, more discussions about Boba Fett. Excuse me. And uh, and thanks for hanging in there with Mike and I as we've been sick and 
still here, dedicated, motivated to be here for with you. Total nerds. Uh, <laughs> right. That's right. Go nerds. So we love it. So anyway, thank you so much, everybody. And uh, with that, Mike, I'll leave that to you to sign us off. All right. With that said, um, over and out and may the force be with you. Thank you for joining us today on the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast. Tune in next week when we will have more news and reviews. Until then, may the force be with you.